best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Welcome. That's Melissa. And that's Jake. And together. Oh, I screwed it up. All right. Well, let's try it again. Can you sing the whole thing again? Because that was great. Best friend. welcome back i'm gonna leave all that in by the way i was hoping so okay that's melissa that's jake and, and this, this is, is best friendhood, friendhood. oh <laughs> mama jamma what a way to start i love it that was so much fun that was fun and i'm not going to edit out that first part here nor am i going to stop recording the little video that we're going to put up on our patreon good i was hoping you wouldn't yeah because it's the real deal it is shaquille o'neal is is Oh, God. Did Shaq we time is travel? Totally is this 1993? Listening. Yeah, listen. I use Gold Bond, and I use his big and tall office chairs that you can find only at Office Max. I also use the general for my auto insurance. <laughs> what else does he endorse? I don't one? know. <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> he endorses Space Jam? No, I sir. mean, he was in it. Isn't that an endorsement of sorts? That was Michael Jordan. I thought all the basketball players were in that movie. Yes, every single basketball player of the definitely 90s was in. in that movie. Yep, all of them. <laughs> You're not wrong. It was part of their contract, actually. That's what I thought. Yeah, and the monsters, too. They're actually played by deceased ones that inhabited <gasps> cartoon bodies. I don't know how I feel about that. Do we have labor laws about the dead? Because that seems like something we should have. Or I wonder if child labor laws extend to dead children ghosts. There were dead children. I don't. In you space just, listen, Jam. You just. My brain. You had. Welcome. There are. This is neat. Hey, so this we're going to be. Best friend. <laughs> what did we decide this title was going to be? The past is a present. Oh, so maybe no. maybe we should get away from spooky, scary ghost stories. And, Although it's uh, spooky season. This is a fact. Um, and tell the people what this episode is actually supposed to be about. So this episode, we are just going to go through a short list, five of each, where we're going to briefly talk about a friend, well, five different friends, and how they have affected our lives or something memorable or a lesson that we learned through that friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friends from our, our past that, you know, we still carry with us every day. And I really love that we're getting this opportunity because this is the episode if you have followed us on facebook instagram or twitter you would have seen our post where we talked about how episode six like a whole chunk a of it third went of missing it, a third of it just disappeared so this is our redo for that and honestly i'm kind of gr- glad for it because we both had different ideas of what the episode was so mm-hmm. while i was presenting these short vignettes and spe- very specific memories you were presenting full-fledged stories <laughs> no i thought your stories were more uh, snippets you, you had very quick little like i remember this and oh then this yeah. happened. well and then they tended to like spiral off and then i end up talking about each one for like 15 to 20 minutes and as delightful as that is for me it's not necessarily delightful for those who are listening and weren't a part of that friendship unless at the time. it's the person who is in that friendship right so anyway so i'm just glad that we are as unfortunate as it is that we lost that audio. We get a Dewey Decimal over again. Yeah, we sure do. And I think this is going to be a more concise, listener-friendly version. And I'm here for it. Mm. Me too. Literally. <laughs> right here. <laughs> I was trying to find a joke pun for that. And... I got you covered. Bro. You nailed it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kick us off? Thanks. I always, by the way, I've been re-listening to our episodes, just making my little spreadsheet of topics because, hello, I'm a nerd. (laughs) Bless. I say, I'm going to kick it back to you. Or why don't I just kick that right on over to you a lot? What else would you say? Anything but that. I don't know. That's such a weird and to me jarring because I don't use that in my daily vernacular. I don't say that to the people I work with. I don't say that to you outside of this studio i'm gonna boot the toot on over to you um i'm gonna bippity boppity boo that pumpkin right at you 
I'm going to quit talking and let you do some... Walk-in? I don't know. Christopher Walken? I'm going to let you do a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> no, we don't want that. I, we, <laughs> there's no need for me to try to do that. <laughs> All of our listenership. And zero. Flushed it down the toilet. So, yeah. I am going to stop this video and get out of the camera mode. And if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. And you can like get some fun little things. And... What is it like starting at just a dollar you get early release and for five dollars you get early release and pictures and videos and other fun posts extra content yeah and then the and for third 1930 19 dollars we're gonna send you a craft every month in addition to the other two tiers worth of benefits yeah also if you can figure out what the 1930 means send us a message and we'll tell you if you're right oh that's something that we can't forget either Oh, I'll never forget that. You oh, were so jazzed about it. Well, you, I meant something different. Um, I was going to continue that sentence before oh, you sorry. super kindly interrupted me. <laughs> the roles are reversed. I'm doing the interrupting today. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So, no, what I was going to say is we should get into how people can share their stories with us about their friendhood. <sighs> today is the day. Yeah, I think so. Don't you? It is. Okay. I'm writing a note right now. I see that. Thank you. You have beautiful handwriting. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it, It's a fun mix. I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but to me, it looks like a visual mix of my mom's handwriting and my Aunt Nance's handwriting. That's very sweet. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, there are there are moments that nobody can read it. <laughs> is that a secret code you're writing in? Yeah, it's called English and my handwriting is bad. <laughs> First up, getting into business. Uh, the first friend and friendship that came to my mind was one from my early elementary years, Kylie. And I'm not going to say last names just because I don't no. know if they would ever... The innocent need to be protected. Oh, and these friends are much more innocent than I was for sure. So anyway, Kylie, she was an extraordinary friend and we did everything together, spent time at school together, time after school, the weekends, like we were just together all of the time. And uh, I have just, you know, some memories about accidentally winning a rabbit at a county fair to... What kind of rabbit? Like a... Like a Was it a giant? Was it a little one? Oh, no, I think it was just like was a, it gray? Was like it a regular sized domestic rabbit. black rabbit. How cute. Yeah, so accidentally... We have a rabbit listener, so I just had to be inclusive of them. Thank we have, you. Please continue. We have a rabid rabbit listener. We sure... Well, I think Floof would be offended if you called him rabid. No, but that's... I mean, that's true as well. Floof is definitely not. But... So here's what I remember about my friendship with Kylie. Is just doing all of the everyday stuff. And stuff that if I had a sister, I feel like I would have been doing with a sister, a sibling. And just from that young age, and I think that continued a little bit into middle school years, but just the ease and acceptance of young friendship where you're not bothered by each other and you can do literally anything with each other and find some fun and enjoyment in it. And that's something that, yeah, is definitely a little golden nugget in my memory is that early childhood friendship with Kylie. So I think that's something fun to remember is just that that ease and acceptance when you're a kid of a good friend. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's so special. I'm going to kick it on over to you. <laughs> Don't you dare. Well, you started it, bro him. <laughs> I started it weeks ago. <laughs> uh so I, I do have a childhood friendship that is adjacent to that that I will share later. But the one that I wanted to share first is my friend B. So she is a friend that I met when I was working for the airline. And I was hoping to just get my name out there, get involved, support the company, and not be on call all the time. And B, so I was helping sort of proctor this exam and B came out and went, you're moving to Chicago, aren't you? I went, what? She went, you're moving to Chicago. I said, well, I mean, yeah, it's not official yet, but yeah. And she goes, okay, we're going to be friends. Oh. 
like from the and then she just walked away so the first <laughs> that's month, all that's all that she needed <laughs> yeah she just needed to confirm that i was going to transfer to the chicago base and she's like cool we're gonna be friends and I'm, oh all right bye you're walking away from me I guess we're friends now. My long-haired new friend. Don't even know your name yet. So like two months later, I did. Like I got my placement or my uh, transfer and went there. We got, I think it was my first or second trip. And it was just so much fun because when I saw that she was on the pairing, I got a little excited. Like, oh, that, that's that, that girl that during training when, when she was, that's what it was. She was in training. Uh, decided that we were friends and I got really jazzed and we it was like a five-day trip where we we're in the same hotel every night so we would go fly away for the day come back to the hotel and then just we would have time to like get dinner and have, hang out so we had drinks hit it off right away and it was just I was so jazzed like oh my god she was right we really are friends we really are friends and now today even though I live four states away three states away and she continues to fly, and I do not. Our friendship is just as strong, if not stronger. Like, for a long time, we had to be really cautious with our friendship because there was a period where I was in management, she was not, and I didn't want any kind of boundary overlap. Sure. Or people to say that there was pref- preferential treatment or some BS. Exactly. Like, I took... And so did she. We we both really intentionally made sure that work boundaries were in place, but friendship boundaries were fine. And now that I'm not even connected to the airline anymore, it's like, yeah, you're just my best friend. So I don't know. I just love that even though she's flying around the country all the time and I'm here in my sweet little comfy home, we can just pick up the phone and FaceTime every other week or something and it's like we're just getting to spend time with each other like it, it it i'm so glad that we have that kind of technology even before the pandemic like when the pandemic started and everyone was like oh no i have to face some of my family this is so weird for me it was like well i've always have been facing my mm-hmm. facetiming my friends like this isn't new it okay yeah now i have to facetime everybody but it was such an easier transition for me i think than for a lot of people because of this friendship where it, that was just our norm for such a long time. I love that. And yeah. I remember that too, because I think I, you were over <clears throat> in my house and that was the very first time I met B was via FaceTime. That's right. Yes. And most of it was a ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Cause she was probably <laughs> cooking or something. Yeah. You know, it was neat. It was different. That was your guys's norm. And I love that. So would you say that you learned a lesson of manifesting a friendship? <sighs> I hadn't even thought about that, but yes, I would say manifesting a friendship and managing a friendship from a long distance, that we have the skills and ability that it doesn't have to be a slog. It doesn't have to be difficult. Do I miss her? Absolutely. Do I wish I could hug her? 100%. Does it feel like we are still able to connect and be with each other over FaceTime? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can totally maintain that and do that. I like that a lot. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So the next friendship and lesson that I wrote down was my friend Kaylee. And she and I became friends in elementary school. We're friends in middle school and in high school. And we still are, you know, like gentle social media friends. Um But she and I used to do a lot together. You know, we played Barbies in her basement. We we made a movie together called Women in Pajamas. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are there still copies of this? I will buy a VHS player. Women in Pajamas! (laughs) Yeah, this was WIP well before WAP came out. I'm just saying. So. Trendsetters. Indeed. And, uh, you know. She Her birthday was before my twin brother and I, mine. Um, so I think she was actually able to drive a full year, a full school year before we were. So in sophomore year, she would come and pick us up from school. And I used to get so pissed at my twin brother because he would be oh, lollygagging. He wouldn't even be like out of bed before 
Kaylee would be outside honking her little blue Buick's horn, like, hung it's time to go. And we would pay her $10 a week for gas money because she would come and get us all of the time and take us to band or practice or, you know, whatever. And so I always was just so pissed because Michael was making my friend wait. You know, and I was half tempted to just make him walk to school. He'd be uber, uber, <laughs> uber, uber, uber late. Especially to uh, marching band practice where if you were late, your entire section suffered. Ooh. Yeah. Ain't nobody want to be doing that. No, mm-hmm. ma'am. So, also, there's one thing that pops up just every once in a while. <laughs> I don't know why I had this morbid anxiety when I was learning to drive or, you know, as a new driver. But you know how, you know, you're on a highway or the interstate, which I guess is a highway. Anyway, and there's like a box on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And I would, <laughs> I remember telling Kaylee one time, like, even if I have to sneeze, I'll hold it until I pass that box. Because what if that box is full of kittens? And then when I sneeze, I swerve and I hit that box and I just killed a whole box of kittens. That was something that my teenager brain was sincerely worried about. And I told Kaylee about it. And she brings it up every once in a while. Like, Melissa, I had to sneeze while I was driving today. And I went, don't do it, a box of kittens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, that completely aside... Um, I think one thing that Kaylee definitely, I learned from her, I should say, um, was responsibility. She was definitely Mm -hmm. one of Mm -hmm. the most responsible. Oh, she also taught me how to use a dry razor. Cause I forgot to shave my legs before like winter ball or something. She's like, here, you can just use this. And I went, what? What? That's a nightmare. This is like a vacuum for my legs. I don't get it. (laughs) Well, it's a weed whacker for your legs, Melissa. Um, Responsibility. Because, yeah, she, we reimbursed her for her time and her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gas and her car insurance. And she was always the head of, you know, the flutes. Or she was always, you know, the go-to person for any kind of school activity. And even as she got older, like, you know, she's been in education for a very long time. And she's tremendous at it. And she... Really got her own gumption going, and she's got a successful side hustle happening. And, you know, like, to Kaylee, mm-hmm. you taught me responsibility, girl. Hey! <laughs> so that's what I had for that next little friendship. And I'm excited to hear your next one. I love that. I think this next one for me taught me the opposite of responsibility. Fun! I don't know. She I have became... one of those, too. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I think we all have probably oh, more than one. For sure. But for tonight's episode, we're just picking a few. Okay. Uh, so this one is Angela. She and I, I think, have been friends since we were two or three years old. Oh, that's so sweet. My parents started a church. Her parents decided to come and be a part of it. And the rest is history. Like, every Sunday, we would hang out. We would go to Taco Bell. Like once a month after church, and that was a big thing. Like, oh my goodness, it's Taco Bell Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tacos, tacos, tacos. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I think so. She actually, weirdly enough, now that I think about it, she was the reason that I got hired at the airline. Like, we had been friends our whole lives. She had moved across the country, I had moved across the country, and we stayed in touch well before we had our own like actual smartphones i mean i think she and i were still texting when we had to type three 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 six 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 eight 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 that's ingrained it is so ingrained in me that's how she and i kept in touch though during high school like i would steal the emergency from emergency phone from my parents that's so closet. expensive no oh, yeah no i would do it after 9 p.m <clears throat> so texts were free oh, good okay i wasn't a monster gosh darn come me. on less and so she and i would though would talk from literally half the country apart and i don't know we just somehow maintained this childhood friendship into adulthood and then once we reached adulthood like i would fly out and see her she would fly out and see me and then i i flew out and then drove with her halfway across the country to live to in this big city where we both got started in the airline like it's just amazing to me that the longevity of this friendship and I think that the, the highlight of this memory for me is when we, as adults, finally got to live 
in the same city as each other for the first time since we were 10 and could legally drink together. <laughs> yeah. And lived maybe two miles away from each other, like closer than we lived even when we were growing up. My apartment was seriously like a hop, skip, and a jump down the street from where she was living. We would get together and have wine and sing Disney karaoke. Oh, it was all of the songs from our shared childhood, mm-hmm. plus wine. Because, hello, we're in our mid-twenties. What do you do but it's drink also wine? called karaoke. And karaoke. It was so much fun. So with Angela, just being silly and being able to enjoy life for what it is directly in the moment, not getting caught up in the nonsense and the worry, but letting yourself just be friends with someone. In fact, just a few months ago during the pandemic, well, I mean, it's still going on, whatever, but a few months ago, she sent me a text that said, hey, I bought something for you. Keep an eye on your mail. And it was this ridiculously oversized blanket that was just a print of The Fox and the Hound, which was our movie growing up. Like, we were the fox and the hound, we thought. When you're the best of friends. Exactly. That was us. We were Todd and Copper. Oh, my God. That's Mm. so sweet. Oh, girl, I could dedicate a whole episode just to picking apart all the reasons why we felt that way. But I won't. Not tonight. Yeah, that was that's my second one for the evening is just learning and remembering to be silly and enjoy yourself with your friend. Something that came to my mind when you were talking about T9. Isn't that what it was? Yes, that's right. T9. T9 texting. Could you imagine if we still had to do that? But the three little dots popped up while you were texting. How long you would be watching those dots? No. I see those dots come on and I intentionally turn off my screen and put it away because I am not going to be a slave to a phone going, oh my gosh, what are they typing? Because are they searching for a GIF? Are they looking for the right emoji? Is it going to be a two word answer? Or should I, shall I be prepared for a multiple paragraph response? Oh, or (sighs) if you're like me. You type two things and then set your phone down because you got distracted and then go back to go, oh, yeah, I was typing something and then hit send oh, for three words. you never hit send? That happens to me sometimes. Yeah, and like, then the I typed dots this just really... show up forever. Yeah. Uh, I did see this one GIF where it's actually a GIF of those three dots that you can just <gasps> send to somebody. So it perpetually looks like you're typing. But it's just a GIF. There's a special place in hell. Geniusville. Hell. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it is your turn, my friend. It is. It is. And my next one, we are going with my sweet Michaela. She's my Michaela. Um, also known as in my family, good old pay attention. Yeah, Michaela. She is an extraordinary human being who I have learned so much from and adore. She and I became friends in middle school, and we were just, like, the epitome of, like, ridiculous, funny. Like, I remember laughing so hard so often that when we would hang out, like, my face always hurt. Just because we did nothing but, like, laugh. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. We spent all sorts of time together. You know, we made she and I somehow science. Science be damned, we created paper-thin cookies. Cookies that were so thin that when you tried to put them on a cooling sheet, they oozed through. But they would then ooze through that cooling sheet onto the uh, ground underneath. And then they would coagulate back into paper-thin cookies. Which she was so absolutely funny and sweet. She actually tried to recreate super-thin cookies and put peanut butter in between them and brought them to my birthday party for my 35th yes. birthday party. I yeah. remember that. Oh my god. That's where that came from. And uh. she she's so thoughtful. She was <laughs> for uh for another present that she gave me. There's it's she commissioned this <laughs> artwork of corn falling from the sky. <laughs> it was because well, we live in a state where harvesting corn happens and uh she and I happened to be laying outside and there must have just been a really big updraft just somewhere in the surrounding area where 
somebody's corn husks were caught up into the wind. Kind of like that phenomenon where toads fell from oh, the sky or right, like yeah, fish yeah. fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. Is that, but it was corn. Anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. Super, super ridiculously thoughtful. And uh, I, I've mentioned her in a previous episode mm-hmm. about how our friendship is one that, not that it needs no upkeep, but there's such minimal upkeep. Right. And any time that we reach out to each other or get to see each other, like my being is filled with the culmination or what should I say? Um, like if your insides could be turned into rainbow glitter, snow globe action. That's what I feel like. And she is, she is family. Mm-hmm. And she always has been since, you know, middle school, uh, truly and wholeheartedly. And like, you know, uh, my dad calls a few of my really good friends or he'll ask like, how are your sisters doing? And she's one of them. Yeah. So on the multitude of things I've learned from sweet Michaela is the importance and beauty of chosen family Mm-hmm. And the comfort and joy that comes from those types of connections and relatability. Yeah. Chosen family. She just double dabbed. I sure did. Didn't double dip and double dabbed. I'm even cooler than normal kids. Indubitably. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're learning so much. Well done, dear Jacob. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. We, well, I've done three. You've done, done two. Three. Oh, you? Oh, no, I've done two. You're right. But that means we're halfway through. Correct. Should we take a quick break? I would love to. I literally just held my hands up in a timeout sign above my microphone as you were saying that. I saw that. But can I also time out your timeout? No. Yes. Oh, all right. Here's my thought. What about since we're halfway through, right before we take a break, we tell people about how they can get a hold of us to share stories of their friendhood. Or if you have maybe a topic that you would like covered, or even if you want to share a story or two, or, you know, whatever, if you want to get in touch with us. Because one thing that we have mentioned having want to do is kind of having an episode every once in a while where we read your guys' stories. Where we get to include you in the podcast. Even though podcasting is inherently kind of one-sided, we both are podcast listeners. We Mm -hmm. know what that feels like to be on the other side and go, ah, I get it. Yes, yes, yes. yes." Listener episodes. They're some of my favorites. Me too. So we, dear friends, have created... An email address. Yes, because it's super easy and free. And we would love to hear your stories, whether they're your stories that pertain to a topic that we've covered. If they're, like Melissa said, a question that you have or a topic that you would like us to cover or hear more about, by all means, please feel free to submit them to Best Friendhood Pod. At, at gmail.com. Gmail. That's bestfriendhoodpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Jacob, what is it? Bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. Best I said that weird. I want to take it again. Oh, sure. Bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. There you go. Now let's take a break. Now let's take a break. All right, bye. Back, back, back again. So I know we just had like a whole half a second cut between takes. No, not at all. Never. Sorry. Uh, what? Oh, that was your phone. Yeah, it's, it's not my butt. <laughs> it's my phone. Um, should I just go right into my next one? Yeah, I think that would be a great way to get back into it. Okay, so my next one is my friend Chrissy. I just realized that all three of these friends are friends that I've had for more than five years. So... B and I were friends, have been friends for six years at this point. Angela and I have been friends, oh God, for 30 years. (laughs) Oh, wow. 
And then, so this friend Chrissy, she and I have been friends for 20 years. She told me this, I don't know, a few weeks ago. She sent me a Snapchat message that was where she just said, uh, hey, I was just thinking about you and um, we met 20 years ago in choir. I went, oh no, we are old. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Chrissy, God, I have so many favorite things about her. One of my favorite things today, though, is her job, because she works with all kinds of animals, from horses, cats and dogs, hamsters and gerbils, to a crocodile, a Burmese python, all kinds of snakes. Menagerie! Oh, parrots from all around the world. She has the coolest job and I'm so lucky that I get to be her friend because she get she shares that with me whenever I go back and visit her. Ugh. And it's so much fun. So I don't want to spend too much time like diving into recollections of each of these people because I could spend hours talking about how much I love each one of them. So for Chrissy, I will just say that the lesson I've learned from her is how to embrace life because she is someone who, after I had quite literally fallen off of the horse and was too scared to get back up again. Literally? Quite literally. Oh. When I was in, I think, sixth grade, we had a horse named Blaze. He wasn't really ours. He was... Anyway, it's a whole story. But I was riding him out in the pasture, and there was a washout, a gully, that was covered by underbrush. He stepped into it and fell, and oh landed on me. And I was out there riding alone. Were you alone. broken? No, no. My leg went into the gully and he landed on me. And I think he knew, like, uh-oh, I just landed on my person. So he got up immediately. Like, I've never seen a horse stand up so quickly. I was unhurt. Oh I, I think, like, it, the, the ground was just soggy enough and the gully was just deep enough that he didn't actually damage me. He just scared me. Oh, So I rode him back to the house, put him away, brushed him, did all the stuff that you're supposed to do to take care of a horse. And it was years before I got back on a horse again. Flash forward to, gosh, maybe my sophomore or junior year of high school and Chrissy had her own horse and his name was Tony and he was beautiful and he was ornery as all get out. He was such a bitey <laughs> he is so funny. Oh, and if Chrissy ever listens to this, she's probably going to hit me for talking about him as such. <laughs> uh, I loved that horse, though. Like, he, so Chrissy was so good with horses. I mean, she was, is the horse whisperer in my life. And she encouraged me to try riding horses again. So she had a friend who had another horse, and I can't remember his name now. It's been probably. 10 or 15 years and for the first time since I was like 12 I got on a horse and rode and Chrissy just said hey let's 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 trot them I said no I'm too scared I don't want to because of what had happened last time and and she went no we're doing this so she and Tony started trotting and then the horse I was riding he started trotting with them and then we were on a full gallop through this cornfield it it was fall The corn had been harvested and it was just like early sunset. It was beautiful. And we just ran through this field. It was amazing. She's also the friend who I had my full Britney Spears moment (laughs) holding a Burmese python. Yeah. Like, I can't let that story go unspoken. Chrissy's my friend who taught me how to courageously embrace life even when it scares you to death that's extraordinary she's extraordinary yeah i love it when i get to spend time with her i'm waiting for the invite to go back and hang out to ps by the way oh you received an invite the last time i was there we just haven't gone back yet okay good that's gonna happen soon your cats are real mad yeah. In case you guys can hear that, she's scratching at the door. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It sounds like fun in there. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I was also going to say, um, holding a python, it, it reminds me of Wayne's World, you know, where Cassandra. I've never seen it. 
balls. You should not be surprised by this. You know, I shouldn't be, but it's Wayne's World. Uh, <laughs> but Cassandra holds one when she's in a music video. Anywho, uh, wait. So did Britney Spears rip off Wayne's World? It's it's like a rock trope. Oh, okay. Totally. I only know Britney. Hashtag Britney is freed. <gasps> I know. Yeah. Oof. Hallelujah. Indubitably. Uh, back my turn. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about my friend Crystal. Oh, she, Crystal. Yes. She and I, uh, we became friends kind of gently during high school, but became really extraordinarily tight. Like she, she's one of my best friends still too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like my mm-hmm. best friend. Crystal's one of my best friends. Yeah. Like. Yeah. She and I, we used to live together for a while. We would go on wild adventures. <laughs> <laughs> but even after like those those times of being young, pretty, and dumb, you know, she she was always so extraordinarily thoughtful and kind and giving all of the time. And I think about, you know, when I ran for... Um, public office and she took the helm like she she was with with me from the beginning and Mm -hmm. like wouldn't have been able to do it without her and I think about all of she and I also the way that our lives kind of lined up we went through similar moments in life I'm not going to get into them because that's okay but almost at the same time, just slightly askew from each other. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting thing. And she's also, you know, one of the friends that when my dad says, you know, how are your sisters doing? She's one of those too. Because she, you know, especially when she started having babies, and that's not something that's part of my life plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember she brought her second kid along mm-hmm. to thanks miss one year and i just watched my dad and becky like melt you know because that's oh. you know they were kind of like grandparents you know yeah. it was just yeah. so from my crystal i mean i still learn things from her all of the time about choosing to remain in contact and be honest and be reminded about checking back in and just how dear and sweet Um, those memories and that friendship can be. But I also, from her, she's one of the most compassionate and kind people in her career. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of things that are, can be considered pretty intimate for Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And I always, if anybody ever asks, I say, you definitely should go to my friend, Crystal. She's going to make what could be a super awkward situation. So safe. So safe as comfortable as it can be and completely compassionate, not judgmental. She's, she's a person that you always want in your corner. And those are things that I've learned from my friendship with Crystal and acceptance. I've learned from her too. Cause when I was, when we started to become friends in high school, I was still like a nerdy person who somehow got melted into the cool kids group. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe, you know, she was part of that for sure. I think of the folks you've spoken of so far, Crystal is the one that I've had the opportunity to meet the most often and to get get to know best. Yeah. And I have to echo everything you said. She is so kind and so compassionate and so wise. And I am always delighted when I get to spend time with her because she is a delight. Yes. And I don't mean that in the cheesy, like, oh, you're so delightful. But, like, truly, she delights she's, in life. Yeah, she's talented. She's welcoming. She's kind. Yeah. 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 You're not she's wrong. a special person. I'm glad that I got <laughs> to know her through you. Heck yes. Now let's talk about the, your next. Oh, gosh, sorry. I just keep kicking things. Who's your next special? My next one is Minerva. <laughs> Minerva McGonagall. <laughs> also known as richard he a few years ago thought it would be hilarious to start labeling his closest friends in his phone with harry potter character names that they align with so i believe in his phone i'm well not i believe i know full and well i am sybil trelawney yep tracks (laughs) that tracks it's a true honor 
in my phone, he is Minerva McGonagall, and Richard is just, he's my sassy friend, my friend who doesn't back down from a fight, my friend who... Nor a challenge, I would say. Nor a challenge, yeah, not just a fight. It doesn't have to get to that point, but he's never going to back down from a challenge. He's going to stand his ground and defend himself or his friends, and that's something I admire about him so much. That's not the lesson that I wanted to share, though. Like, the thing that I've learned through his friendship actually goes back to episode four, where we kind of touched on, fairly briefly, when somebody starts dating someone new and kind of neglect their friends. That was me. I I was the friend who unintentionally and with no ill will kind of forgot about my my other friends. I wouldn't say forgot. I would say my priority shifted a little bit. The time that you invest your time investments moved. And I didn't communicate that. Mm. I think that's what it was with with Richard cuz I know Richard was really hurt when he didn't get to meet this guy over FaceTime. I would just kind of disappear for days at a time from the text or the um, the group chat. And w- I, I really was. I was bad at kind of communicating whenever my boyfriend at the time was around or if I was visiting him. In my head, it was, well, I'm with my boyfriend who lives so many hours away I assumed that my friends would know I need some space. I never communicated that. So through no fault of anybody's, in my opinion, Richard was hurt by that. And then I was offended that he was hurt. And we had a bit of a falling out very briefly. And we came back together and we fixed it. We had a really honest conversation where he said, this is why that hurt me. I was excited for you. And I was happy for you. And I wanted to just be included and be aware of what's going on in your life. And it felt like you were shutting me out. And from my vantage point, it was me putting this assumption on him that, well, you know, I'm with boyfriends. So there should automatically be an understanding that I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know. We weren't communicating and we were making assumptions about the other. Yeah. So I learned how to communicate differently that hey i'm gonna spend this new time this time with this new person that doesn't detract from my love and appreciation of your friendship i think that's very solid and the fact that you guys were able to come back together and discuss you know how there was hurt had and a miscommunication had Mm -hmm. i also want to put in just a little note of my own that especially when a new relationship partnership gets started um, that it's super easy to get lost in your own lover's cloud you know because there's that thing where like they literally do take over your brain it's called oxytocin yeah i believe so you know once that started to lighten a little bit it's kind of easy to forget that oh i should i should reach out and let them know like hey i'm gonna be gone for the weekend i'll talk to you guys on Monday or right. something. Which yeah. never even occurred to me. It was, hey, I'm going to text you or not text, but call or FaceTime or whatever while I'm driving. And then as soon as I get there, radio silence for three days. That's not fair. That's not cool. That's what I would have done, though. That's what I did. And, That's and what I would have done. it left yeah. them with it left him with this understanding of, well, we talked the whole way there. Why can't you talk to me while you're there? He felt hmm. kind of boxed out. Okay. So yeah, it really is just speaking through what the, not assumptions, but the wants or mm-hmm. expectations might be from each other, where, where your boundaries are for this oh. new thing that's happening within your friendship. And I think this needs to be its own episode, to be okay. very frank. Um, so I'll end this one by just saying, I think for me and Richard, this was the first time in our friendship's history that I had a semi-serious boyfriend. Like I dated a guy for a few months, but it was never anything in my purview that was super like, oh, this is the one. This is going to go lifelong. 
maybe it could have, maybe not. I don't know. But Richard wasn't really, we weren't at that friendship level at the time of that relationship. Yeah. And so for he and I, we'd had years Mm -hmm. of this friendship where I was the single friend. I am still the single friend. And, and we just had different understandings and expectations of the friendship that we learned through that, how to approach that situation the next time it comes up. And that's good. Instead of just letting something go or melt away, he was fighting for that because mm-hmm. he's not one to walk away from a fight, like you said. Right. Or a friendship even. Right. Well, he's fighting for your friendship, I guess, is what oh, I Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I see what you yep. <laughs> yeah. yep, yep, yep. Trying to bring it all back around. Yes. Yeah. That's good and big and a neat topic that we can cover later. I really do. I, I really believe that we need to spend an episode on that. So what, I mean, like, what is the topic that you're trying to mean? Just what a friend, what happens to a friendship when one of the friends finds themselves in a new romantic relationship that takes up a different amount of time that, that inherently creates a shift in the dynamic of the friendship. I'm writing a note that says friendship when romantic partners come into play, not in a kinky way. Everybody gets what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Next. (laughs) So my last share is about my childhood friend, Amanda. Um, And she and I became friends in middle school. We were both nerdy. We had braces. We were in band. We we stuck together. We were... And actually, I remember... It's probably close to like eight years ago or so. <laughs> we had found our shared science teacher from middle school on Facebook. And I messaged Amanda right away. And I said, Miss so-and-so is on Facebook. <laughs> And Amanda said, yeah, I know. She asked if we're still friends. And I went, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, that was a cute little thing. And back in middle school, Amanda, she's always been a caretaker. Even since then, uh, we used to, I think like once a month, our homeschool, or excuse me, our home, homeroom class, we'd be asked to clean out our desks and I didn't like to do that. So Amanda would help me and she would reach in and she'd be like, Melissa, why are there so many snot rags in here? Yeah, girl, girl would reach in and clean out my snot rags for me because I was a gross human. Uh, Did your school not provide trash cans? I don't understand. I was just gross and lazy, Jacob. Don't make me say it out loud. I was gross and lazy well, and a teenager. I'm that grandmother that carries snot rags in all pockets, so I can't judge at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I find them places all the time, or I happen to launder them, and then everything becomes a fine snow-covered adventure of wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, she and I, thick as thieves... Uh, through middle school, through high school, after high school. And, you know, even still, you know, she was was actually just so extraordinarily proud of her as of late. There's some really huge things that she has been going through for many years. And she finally said enough is enough. And she, well, you know, I'm going to backtrack just a little ticket because something that she taught me, especially when we were becoming young adults, was like, you have to do real world stuff. Nobody's going to do it for you. Amanda was certainly kind of like a <laughs> a mom sometimes, you know. Uh, she would post up bills on the refrigerator when we lived together and make sure that people understood their rent was due. Or, you know, I need help cleaning here. I'm not the only person. Or, you know. But those are the naggy parts of it because well I was a not great roommate we were all just old enough to buy beer and that's what we did uh so she helped me to become or at least recognize that real world starts and you got to be a part of it but also perseverance this woman keeps after it she will keep giving her all and once a root has come to its 
end of fruition, like it's no longer a fruitful road to be on, she knows that there's another. And if there's not one that's already mapped out, she's going to forge it for herself. She is full of perseverance and of strength because of the things that she has conquered and continues to conquer without slowing down, without allowing herself to be in her own head about it. She asks for help because she needs that reminder that she's doing the right thing and she will survive and she can and she will and she does. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned from my Amanda is just perseverance and strength. And I'm completely and perpetually in awe of what she is continuing to conquer for and with her family. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. another past is a present moment from your friend Melissa. (laughs) The past really is a present. When you offered that idea or that title, I kind of, I chuckled. You know, I kind of joked with you a little bit like, oh, that's kind of cheesy. We're kind of cheesy. I love that. But <laughs> yeah. the deeper we go into this episode, the longer that this goes on and we talk about our pasts and how they affect our present. It's not there's just n- a pun. No, there's so much heavy truth in that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said it. I'm glad that you named this episode. I think this is the first episode that we've named before we recorded it. But we knew what it was going to be. True. We did. Yeah. We did. I feel like this is a, a, I think we're doing, I think we are doing our original recording a service and an honor in what we are recollecting today. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. But the name is just so perfect. So well done. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah. So as I believe I started it off the first time we tried recording this episode, I'm going to change the tone here a little bit because I'm going to talk about a friend of mine who recently passed and her name was Amy. And even though I've already recorded this once, I still struggle to say the words again. Amy passed away recently uh, due to COVID. And I really just want to remember her and honor her because she was such an incredible friend to me and to so many other people. When I, so she and I first met on January 20th and it of a year that I won't say, but it was a while ago. Okay. And we were standing in Denver and it was snowing and it was windy and it was so horribly cold at five o'clock in the morning. We were all there, all 500 of us were there because we had filled out applications online to become flight attendants. And Amy and I were in the first 12 to maybe 18 people in line for this interview process where you apply online If you meet certain standards, you get invited to this essential like cattle call event. 500 people. I had the privilege and the honor of standing two people away from her. And she was chatting with the person that was between us. I'm not a super outgoing person, but I thought, I'm here applying to be a flight attendant. I better be friendly. Any of these people could be plants. So I start. I just joined the conversation and Amy and I chatted with this other person who I believe is a listener of ours now. And the three of us just clicked. We just hit it off. Amy and I sat very close to each other throughout the day through the different interview processes, the different levels. And when I, at the end of the day, through so many interviews, group and individual and oh, so much, I walked into the final room and saw her. Oh, I'm getting cheery-eyed. And she looked up and she saw me and she dropped what she was doing and she screamed and she ran over and hugged me and said, we did it. We did it. (laughs) We had known each other for like 14 hours at that point, but she was so genuinely thrilled that we had gone through this interview process together and got hired. Ah. And then a few months later, we finally started our class and the first day of training, she greeted me with a big 
Amy hug, which if you're listening and you know Amy, you know exactly the kind of hug I'm talking about. We went through training together, we graduated together, and then we flew together for years. And after a while, I went into management, went back to flying, and then left for graduate school. And through that whole time, Amy and I maintained our friendship. You know, she she was so supportive and encouraging of me when I was really having difficult times in management. It's not easy. I mean, I'm not going into that today, but she was a friend that I could rely on and I could trust and who would never ask questions and would never cross that boundary between management and friendship. But she was always there for me and I knew that. When I started flying again and then told Amy I was coming back home to go to graduate school, she was so happy for me. And my last trip, she texted me, hey, hope you had a really great last trip. I did not. It was the trip from hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Which was fine because it was memorable. Yeah. yeah. But even after, so I, I moved back and I was still commuting. So it wasn't really my last trip, but it was my last trip of like living there and not having to commute. Moved back here though and hurt my arm and couldn't fly for a few months. And then eventually had to quit. As soon as I moved back, Amy was calling me and texting me every day, a few times a week just checking in. Hey, how you doing? You are making a lifestyle change. You okay? You okay, bud? So proud of you for what you're studying. So proud of you for what you're doing. And when I told her, hey, you know what? My arm injury is just so great that I'm not going to be able to keep flying. And graduate school is going to be more than I anticipated and just some other moving parts. A lot of people were not supportive and were kind of like, well, drop out of grad school then, come back to flying. And some of my other friends that I've already talked about tonight were, of course, very supportive. They knew that this is w- what I had wanted to do for a long time. But Amy was was less of a, a super, super close friend and more on that level of work friend who didn't know me, I think, as well as I wish I had known her and given her the space to know me. So without being like a super bestie, who knew all the ins and outs. She just knew I was hurt. Grad school was going to be more. She just said, you got to do what's best for you. They'll be fine. They'll find someone else. It's okay. You made your mark. People appreciate you. I appreciate you. Go do what you're meant to do. And even after I quit, and that was hard, Amy would check in on me. Like we just maintained, not, not even check in on me, just maintained a friendship. Like, it, it felt like she was kind of like a mama bear or a mama cat, kind of checking in like, hey, little nugget, how you doing? You doing okay? Okay, good. Gonna go back to life. And I always appreciated that so much. And so when I found out that she had passed recently, it was super devastating that I, over the years since then, didn't maintain that level of just, hey, checking in with her. And I wish I had done that. And that's the lesson that I learned. One of the lessons I learned from Amy is if somebody has impacted your life for the better, even if you don't talk every week or every month, like you and Michaela, make sure that that person knows how important they are to you. I think that's something that we hear often all throughout our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know when the last time is going to be, or you know, I wish I had one more time, or all of these things. And it's not that the weight and the meaning of those things are any lighter, but I think because we hear it so often that until you experience mm-hmm. another loss or, or one for the first time, and you are, you're reminded of that. You're reminded about how precious and how sweet and how kind and how much love that there is and in the world. And I think one thing that for this episode to to kind of wrap it all up, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to challenge you, dear hearts, to, to, to maybe think back on the friendships from your past and present um, and maybe think about, you know, what you've learned from those people. And, and if you get the chance, if you get the gumption, maybe it's with a little liquid courage or maybe it's just... Because something tugged at your heart today, 
Make sure that they know. Say something. Do it for real this time. Reach out. Let people know that you're thinking about them. And that you find them in your friendhood. Mm-hmm. All right, babes, what do you think about wrapping this? I think so. It feels weird to plug stuff after all of that emotionalness, but we gotta do it. Don't, yeah. You know, if there's a story that you want us to share in a future listener episode, or mm-hmm. if there's something that you want to share with us on, you know, things that are appropriate, you can always shoot us an email. We've got that. Best friendhood pod. That's best friendhood P O D at gmail.com. Let us know if we can use your name. Oh, yes. Very well thought. You can also find us on Twitter and Insta mm-hmm. at BFH Pod. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud at Best Friendhood. There we go. Who made our logo? Oh, we're. Jennifer Bate made our logo. She did. Yeah. She's so great. That Jennifer Bate. She's talented AF. I keep making burpy noises without actually burping. Sorry if that microphone picks it up, y'all. I hadn't even noticed it. Well, you know who? (laughs) Melissa's going to edit this anyway, so maybe I'll take it out. Just cut that right out. Okay. Jake, I love you. Melissa, I love you. Yeah. And friends who are listening, we love you too. Thanks. ding dang lot. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.